It's Friday, October 21st. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle. How about that? This episode, actually, I don't know what episode it is. It's episode 273. How's that for you, Russ? 273. Man, I was um, going through some other podcasts, some of which are, are sort of confusing because you you see a podcast that's been around for like over 15 years, but mm-hmm. then there's only eight episodes. And I was like, this is, this is strange. Uh, I then learned that it was actually a premium podcast that had some, uh, some free episodes. Uh, then I went to go look for and, uh, you know, buy some of them. It was, uh, what was it? You've probably heard of it. It's something, it's like hardcore history. Hmm. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Anyways, we have more than more episodes than this guy does, but his episodes average length is like five hours long. Um, Whoa! So it's five yeah, I mean, hours it's per a, episode. I mean, it, I'm telling you, like it starts off the very first episode is 14 minutes, and if you check any episode in the last like 10 years, they're all like three to five hours long. It's it's nuts, and some of them wow. are like five part, five part, five hour episodes. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's it is. Very fascinating. I haven't actually, I mean, I bought, I bought like 80 of the episodes because he sold them in a pack and they were kind of like his first 80 and there were some in there that were interesting to me. And so uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll let you know how it goes, but it may, may take me a couple months to, to get through it. So just sort okay. of a, a fascinating thing. But yeah, so anyways, we have a lot of episodes for some, uh, for some tech bros that have been doing this for like, where are we at now? Almost two full years or are we over two? Two and a half. Yeah, over. Yeah, about two and a half years, man. Over two and yeah. a half years. Yeah, two hundred seventy-three episodes. Felt good. I wasn't sure how far we would make it. Two hundred seventy-three feels good, but it also feels like we could just be getting started. You know what I mean? That's right. I mean, we're gonna hit three hundred. That's for sure. Oh, easy, um, easy, easy. What, what are we gonna do for a hit, thousand? Yeah, that's right. It's whether or not we hit a thousand. But still, that's I right. still don't know who the two hundred and some odd people are that listen to every single episode. If you're one of those heroes. people, maybe like, D- yeah, heroes, <laughs> maybe like DM me or something and be like, hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get 200 DMs. Let's just say it's me. Probably That's not. Probably creepy. not. All right. But you're doing yeah, good. Dude. Doing good. A little tired. Trying to trying to be like Bewley. I should make a shirt that says that. Get on okay. that rower. So. <laughs> dude, every single day it is it is a mental discipline exercise as soon as i wake up as soon as my alarm goes off i'm like i'm not gonna go work out this morning and then i lay there and i argue with myself for like five minutes and all i have to do is just like swing my feet to the floor and stand up and it's over i'm, I'm gonna go do it but man it's so hard <laughs> to get out of bed sometimes especially as like it's darker in the mornings right now before um, yeah. daylight savings time ends and or i guess begins uh, whichever one it is for fall but dude, and it's cooler too, and the bed's just so warm. So, uh, but dude, I did it. I went and did it this I'm morning. Gonna, this Lindsay could could corroborate this if you wanted to. But when we first met, I was training for a half Ironman, and I was shredded. Just, I mean, all I did was work and exercise. That was that was it. And mm-hmm. uh, I worked from home, controlled every meal I had. Super, like no influence from the outside world. And one thing that I did was I would start a lot of my mornings with some form of cardio exercise, almost like a warm up for the day. Like that was kind of the intent. Yeah. But in order to drive a lot of that activity, and I, I've joked about this, but I'm actually not kidding. Like there's, you know, I, I do listen to a lot of these motivational things, which functionally are some dude yelling at you intently. 
And I, I used to have, I swear to you, my alarm clock set to one of these things <laughs> that would just yeah. blare up and it would be like rise and shine 6am. And it just like starts going, you know, and like, but I forgot to turn it off one of the first times that Lindsay stayed at my apartment. And it went off <laughs> at like, like 6 a.m. on Saturday. And she was like, what <laughs> is that? And just She's, He's like, welcome to my world, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, she, she's, she's often made fun of me for just how intense I am when I do exercise. It's, it's not, I'm not like the guy in the gym that's just like screaming. But you you do come you walk over to me and you look at my face and then you just sort of walk away like that that's happened so many times <laughs> yeah. in my life and so she dude just, I've, just I've worked, worked out things. in gyms with those people that just like scream with every rep and it's so cringe but no I play basketball <laughs> with you man I can I can imagine how intense you like your focus might be so that's that's awesome uh, it's like a different person altogether if only I did it more oh. often but anyways maybe yeah, I noticed man. we have a guest. From the what? virtual world of reality. Mm-hmm. Daniel, are you there? Yo, I lost my voice at this convention I went to. So, uh, yeah, I'm here. Though. I'm li- just listening today. Yikes. Oh, well, maybe what, well, if we really need a hot take. Well, the <laughs> Enterprise Expo. Uh, which what? Enterprise I, Augmented Enterprise Expo. Oh, I guess. So it was kind of funny. Uh, we're not recording, right? Oh, we are. Yeah, we are. This we is are on show, bro. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the people want to hear it. Wait a minute. There's no, Daniel. Literally we hundreds turned, of people that, turned, that are on the edge of their seat now. <laughs> we just turned the recording off. So go ahead and say whatever it is you're going to say. You yeah, did not. I don't believe you. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get it rolling. Okay. A-Ron. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, okay. I'll hit you with this one. Edison perfects the light bulb this day, October 21st. You tell me the year. Thomas Edison perfects the first commercially practical incandescent light bulb. Why he didn't just go straight to LEDs, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Using a filament of carbonized cotton thread. That's a joke. Uh, light emitting diodes were. Never mind. His first attempt at this design results in a bulb that lasts about 13 and a half hours before burning out. That's chump change compared to like the 10,000 hours our bulbs have now, which I've never even seen a bulb get that far. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, <laughs> he later extends the life of the bulb to 40 hours, which is, well, that's like a 40% improvement. That's awesome. Edison's successful design came only after he had tested over 6,000 different vegetable fibers during a span of over 18 months, running 12,000 experiments and spending $40,000. And that's a lot whenever you find out what year this was. Isn't Edison just the guy who stole all of Tesla's work? I mean, isn't that? What? What? Stole all of Tesla's community. That's that's totally real. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't know that that's like a a major, major like conflict in the scientific community. I mean, if you know, there's like Edison Edison and Tesla fans. Oh, yeah, dude. That's big. For sure. Okay. Um, well, you're skirting your uh, your little year. Gear. Tell me the year. The year, I it's prior to 1986. I'll tell you that. Dang it! It's I was gonna go that Yeah. You know what? Let's go with 1821. Mm, okay. 1821. <laughs> 
that, that's pretty off. I'm pretty sure. Well, I think it was, it was like the, I think it was the late 1800s, isn't it? Yep. Tell me your year, though, bro. Eighteen ninety-five. Much closer. Eighteen seventy-nine. You win, Daniel. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Do oh. that math real quick. I think I. What you said? Eighteen twenty something. He said eighteen ninety. He was off by like eleven years. You were off by like seventy years. Let me do the math. That's not even. That's you're you're misappropriating what I'm saying. What I'm saying was a number that was closer than what Daniel said. But whatever. Why don't we just continue and move on to the next topic and forget about this one okay. altogether? But is that not wild? I didn't realize. So wait. So did Tesla have anything to do with the light bulb? Is that what you're talking? Oh, me? now Aaron's thinking. Yeah, uh, I think more with electricity. I think that's the big yeah. AC/DC uh, uh, battle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. or that it makes more sense. That? Let's look it up. Tyler probably knows the answer to this question anyways, but he's not here. So uh, I wonder how they talk about it on another show. I wonder. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. Whatever. We can come back to it another time. Uh, what else? <laughs> well, I, what, just, I just uh, know the answer right off the top of the dome. So yeah. Yeah. Know. No, I was going to just dig into the level of effort here. 1,200 different experiments and a bunch like 6,000 different vegetables. I'm mostly yeah. impressed by the fact that he did 6,000 of them in an 18-month span. I mean, w- there's not a lot of automation back in 1821 when he did this. So. Sure. Well, where did he get his... Uh, so 40,000 US dollars in, what did I say, 1879? 1821, I believe, was the year. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, that is an equivalent purchase power today of over $1 million, $1,079,301.82 today. That's a lot. You spend a million dollars to invent the light bulb. It is a lot, but I'm very glad that he did it, even though he's a thief. What? So you guys are saying like this guy is worthless? I I haven't heard this (laughs) argument. I, I actually don't know the ins and outs of both. We'll have to go back and look at it, but I just, I know that it's a thing that there are Edison fans and there are Tesla fans and that it is not, you know, there's, there's some opinions about who did what. So just saying weird, weird. Um, I got a thing for tech news. I want to talk about, yeah, man, um, hit me. So that was weird. I just hit my desk and my browser moved. Like my desk is, is it a touchpad now? No, it's still wood. Um, okay. That, that was unfortunate. I thought that I had had something very unique going on here. The, so YouTube, we all know YouTube, uh, Bewley, you were a YouTube star for star for like 45 minutes. I remember that you wrecked your truck. Everyone loved it. Um, I hate that. I absolutely hate that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you hate it. That's what makes it so good. The um, you upload a stupid video and a million people see it, and you're, that's all you're known as. You're like, I, go ahead. I want to know kind of where you fall on on the side of monetizing YouTube, and and the reason for this is because yeah, there's obviously YouTube Premium, which is something that you can pay for yeah. to uh, to not see ads, and YouTube used to show like two minutes of ads or something and it would be like four ads or maybe it'd be two ads that were sure. one minute and they've largely changed crazy to, stuff lately yeah they've been changing to like a bunch of micro ads right so like you know five shorter ads instead of two longer ads but the amount of time in general is, is about the same um 
so they have that. Obviously, you know, there's the individual YouTubers. They, they, you know, have ads from their sponsors, but you can you can largely skip those if you want to if you're managing the the stream. Most audience. YouTubers don't do like most YouTubers don't have sponsors, right? They just turn Correct. on ads. Yeah. They turn on ads, hundred percent, and they turn it on. Spicy take. They turn it on way too early. Well, m- yeah, probably that's probably true. However, my my thing is is I see. We've talked about this with social media before. It's like, instead of taking my data and running an ad model, give us an option where you can not take the data and do you know some form of paid. Now, that's not what YouTube is doing. They're only doing half of that. They're still taking the data and running the ads for using that for, for ads and everything else. But forgetting that for a moment, there's so many people on Reddit complaining about ads on YouTube. Like so many, and the fact that mm-hmm. they ran some form of pilot for doing uh, 4K oh, behind a premium oh. paywall, mm-hmm. uh, like the 4K resolution, and so, dude, who it, watches you know, it, YouTube in 4K though? I do, but that's I a, do. Well, do you only watch YouTube on on big screens? Mostly, I okay. max out whatever the resolution is on every video that I. Let me say 99% of people couldn't care less about YouTube in 4K. They're watching it on a phone. That's well, then most of YouTube is consumed on a phone. The 1% that are on Reddit all care. Like this is a major ordeal. Um, and I and I do wait, they care about the 4K or they care about the ads, or I'm not following you. The 4K. Okay. Well, you gotta let me get through it. But the, the, the for your Shut particular up. comment <laughs> around who cares about 4K, the the one percent, if your 99% is right, the one percent on Reddit, which is probably a fair number, they do care. It was a major, major problem for them. And from that same conversation spurred their ad behavior, which there were a few level-headed people in there, which is like, guys, this is You know, this is five ads that are the same length as the two ads before, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, there's a lot of people saying they're going to leave the platform. They can do whatever the hell they want. But what I'm curious about is, do you foresee ads on YouTube or 4K behind a premium subscription as some form of problem? Because it, it seems to me like people just have an issue with YouTube being monetized. Like that's the thing that I and I use YouTube Premium, by the way. I've used it for years. So I don't know, like, you know, I to me, the ten dollars a month is worth it for what I use it for. Sure. I recognize it may not be for anyone, but I see not like two or three comments on this. I see hundreds of comments anytime this comes up on why would anyone ever pay for YouTube? It's like, okay, yeah. well, if it's gonna be free and you're not gonna pay for it. How are they su- supposed to support yeah. this crazy at scale service that you are provided yeah, without powerful. without ads? Yeah. Like, how in the world are they supposed to do it? So, what I want to understand is, I want is someone still to explain to me after Google. I don't know number. Yeah, uh, on what? Like on the like, most visited site daily? It's like Google is one, and YouTube is two, and Google owns YouTube. Anyway, sorry, I, did, I was just saying. Not, yes, it's very. Boring. I did not know yeah. that. I it was that uh, way for a while. I, I don't know if it's still. I guess it's not that surprising, but that is a wild statistic. Um, because I do see a lot of people then come back and say, okay, well, 
I'm not going to use Netflix anymore because it's $20 a month. I use mo- I spend most of my time on YouTube anyways. So that's like the, the other side of this is so many people are using YouTube for so much of their entertainment. Your stat there just corroborates that if it's still accurate. Yeah. Bro, people and are ridiculous though. I just don't like, get it. You, like, how are these supposed to function if they have no yeah. way to monetize it? No, you're right. And the the thing that makes me what crazy is... Well, people just have this wild idea that whatever is on the internet should just be free, right? And Most so of it paying, is free. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I but they're just saying, you know? like, I don't want to have to be advertised to. I don't want to have to pay for YouTube Premium. And yeah, I haven't really seen the value in YouTube Premium. My, my home um, internet uh, network just blocks the ads. So I get like five seconds of just blank. And then the video starts. So it's fine. I never even think about the ads. I don't know why I would use premium. The only thing that I've really seen is either 4K or I could download the YouTube video, which why would I do that? Because YouTube hosts it. I could just store the link. I, you know, I don't well, know. I, you know I, can, I can give you an example of that. I was watching a Cold War documentary that only exists on YouTube. And it's you know two hours long. I downloaded it sure. and watched you know part of it on the plane. When yeah, I was going but there's like, also there's... websites dedicated to downloading YouTube videos. You just copy the link, drop it in over there, and then you download it. That's a that's a two second Google away as well. So yeah, I, the, the I thing mean, that I makes can, me crazy though, I can is also the download of... Netflix videos, and I'm I, I'm willing to bet that you've downloaded a Netflix movie on a for a flight before. Uh, I have. Have you never done times. that? Yeah, no, I have. I have on uh, on my iPad for some of the overseas travel. Um, downloaded it locally. Yep. Um, so yeah, I get that. I, I totally get that. Uh, the, just the thing that makes me crazy, like pick any of these people though, and dive into their finances and you could rip them to shreds. How much do they spend at Starbucks every single month on overpriced lattes or whatever? Right. YouTube yeah. doesn't deserve, YouTube doesn't deserve $9 a month for the hours and hours that you spend on it. First of all, should My- you be spending that much time on YouTube anyway? No. <laughs> Well, that, that's the thing is I get I see these these complaints and all I can think about is that these are people who've just never done anything in their lives. They've never built anything. <laughs> They've never driven something so, like they because because they, they don't they don't uh, clearly they don't yeah. respect the work that it yeah. takes to to, to do run a this. data center and host this stuff. It, it, yeah. Exactly. They don't they don't respect the that to the point that yeah to or to respect the creators or whatever yeah. else like there's a there's like a tipping function on on youtube yeah no right it's now. true it's, man it's true super easy it's you know and you can go yeah. you can go do that for people and um i did that for mkbhd the other day i mean that dude probably doesn't need my tip but i watched a lot of his videos recently because i just like the way he talks about stuff in general yeah and dude so i you know threw the dude a tip you know yeah so yeah. it's like it's it's just amazing no, to that. me that I, monetization is merch. almost like yeah, you know, an evil that I just don't, I just don't understand because that monetization is the reason why you get to live under this umbrella of comfort that is the internet, right? And, and why you and, get to and, watch and, I just and learn? Don't, don't get it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you go to YouTube University. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I have know. no problem with it. Is that your is that your the question? Like, do I have? I'm a just problem curious. With it? I'm trying to see the other side. Like, I want to know what it is that I'm missing in this conversation. But it sounds like you're probably aligned to to my thought on it yeah um, well i mean it, it just seems that way about anything in on the internet though that has any form of monetization which largely is ads i mean 
yeah. you know, or it's, I mean, so ironically, here's, here's the funny part of this. Cause I have, I have thought about this a little bit. We have seen a proliferation of subscriptions and there's two general schools of thought. One of them is not accurate. It's uh, well, everyone wants subscriptions. That's, that is not true. The other one is, is that wall street wants them. That's absolutely true. But I sure. think the reality of the subscription model and why it's truly proliferated is because the ad model that used to support pretty much everything has now been drawn into really two companies. I mean, it's primarily Google and Facebook. They're like sure. 95% of it, you know? And so in order to do that, traditional publications in any form really had to move to some other model, whether that was maybe they're a part of that 5%. And so now they need to shift their content to being you know, something that truly serves a customer base. And so it's like, it's a little bit more, or it's a little bit less conventional journalism you'll see, and you see this populism rise up in the world. The other side of it though, I think is the subscriptions. Like the New York Times can't survive off of ads, which is fascinating considering that it probably could have at some point in time with its internet subscription or other other publications like The Economist. Like you, you have to move to and away from the ad model because you physically can't run your business off of it anymore because it's kind of all been proliferated towards Google and to Facebook. And I think that's a major reason why we actually have a lot more subscription models popping up is because we need to find a way to pay for content. So we see people complain about subscriptions. Meanwhile, they use all of these ad supported services that, that grow and funnel more ads into that business and prevent other, you know, sources from being able to deliver content to them because they can't do the same and they don't want to pay for it. So yeah, that's my. I was thought just trying on, to pull up pricing on, that, on like, this because I, yeah, I wasn't sure how much YouTube Premium is even. It's like anything that I use a ton of, I look for the premium experience. Okay, I'm using sure. this, et cetera, whatever. Maybe I should consider paying for it. I'll get better service or you know added okay. features or whatever. And I've considered that for YouTube Premium. I've just it it's never hooked me. I've never we we more than willing to before. On the show. Yeah. Well, did you know YouTube Premium is just yesterday this was announced getting a price hike for family plans to $22.99 a month, 23 bucks a month for YouTube. I actually I'm just saw that. Like I just pulled that up for the podcast. Um, yeah. Actually, was that range increase? Um, yeah. And yeah, even in this article, it doesn't tell me what you get. Like that's what I don't understand. I mean, I could probably go to YouTube and and find out what YouTube premium. I just haven't felt like, ah, oh, there's this thing that I'm like fighting through all the time. I just go and I watch, you know, whatever video I need to watch and then it's done. I, I don't know. You know, don't... well, the, the fascinating thing is I'll use YouTube fairly often. And I, and I'll tell you, like I go to my brother's in Austin and he doesn't have YouTube premium. And, and I use YouTube on my TVs all the time and I'm on his network and we're using it on his TV to look up whatever. And, mm -hmm. I hate the experience. I've almost considered buying YouTube premium for my brother just for the instances when I'm at his house. Um, so right, I can understand being annoyed with, you know, with the problem, with, with the way the YouTube platform proliferates ads and shows them. And the way it interrupts content is the thing yeah. that bothers me the most. Um, like Hulu yeah, does this me. as well, drives my wife and I crazy. I, 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 don't, I don't like that. But I don't complain about the ads I go pay for the thing that solves my problem. Sure. So this and is the so, thing. 23 bucks a month they want for YouTube premium. They say, what do you get? Ad-free YouTube. 
sure, fine. But I've already explained that the Euro stuff at my house just blocks it, and that's three bucks a month. Now, whether or not that's the right thing to do, I don't know. Well, I mean, don't you want to know, know why really this care, is so, but you want to know why this is more expensive is because so many people are blocking ads on YouTube. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, mo- most of and the it's not something comments, that I I didn't. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying that most of the comments that people have on here that are like, oh, well, if you want to use YouTube, you just need to use this application or this blocker. And I haven't seen an ad in ten years. And and you know, if you're if you're looking at YouTube on a browser that's that probably should be true for you because there's a lot of reasons why ad block needs to exist for for certain types of things there's even an ad consortium now that is like defined acceptable ad use and if you were to turn that on which i've i've looked at these numbers before on my own network you turn on acceptable ads versus just blocking all of them you end up blocking 92 93% of flows on your network the other six, yeah. seven, whatever percent uh, that, that comes through are in the kind of what has been defined as acceptable. So there's clearly a lot of issues with ads on the internet that even people who are trying to support ads don't find acceptable. Those need to be sure. handled and blocked and reined in, and you need to you need to be incentivized to to do things. You know what many would say are the right way. Yeah. But that's you want to talk about why these things get more expensive. It, because right. so many people well, block them. And most people, I think, probably you know access YouTube on either a mobile phone or a browser, both of which are pretty easy to right. block things. They on. do. Yeah. And, and to be clear about the Euro stuff, it just makes the internet within my home, you know, safer, more secure, all that kind of stuff with you know my, my family, my kids, all that. Um, it's not something that I went and I'm like, I'm going to pay $3 a month. So that way I can specifically get around having to watch, you know, YouTube ads or whatever. I just noticed right. that that happened. So anyway, it, uh, YouTube it's premium because my, uh, fire yeah. wallet does not block YouTube, by the way, um, hmm. YouTube ads, okay. uh, which is a similar type of thing. Um, although albeit it's not a subscription, but it would take a very long time for your $3 a month or whatever it is to, to add up to the cost of my fire wallet. Yeah. Um, so well, let, anyway, let me say, I, I think YouTube is going about it wrong from a YouTube premium perspective. I think they're advertising the wrong thing. They What they need to be doing is advertising the YouTube music service. To me, that's the thing that when I just look at what's included in YouTube premium, from a YouTube perspective, you only get ad-free YouTube and downloading videos. That's it. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, you can play in the background, right? Which... It means nothing in the background on the desktop. Is the, ori- is the original reason why I got it, by the way. Yeah, sure. And I get that. It, it means nothing on a desktop, but it's everything on a mobile device, right? Because as soon as you go away from the, the YouTube page or whatever. But in iOS now, you have PIP, right? Picture in picture. PIP, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've never called it PIP. I don't know why I said that. You have PIP, picture in picture. <laughs> so whenever you navigate away from YouTube, it automatically just keeps it playing in the in the corner and you can move it around the screen or whatever. So that gets rid of that need. When I look at what else, you get YouTube music. Easy to explore the world of music, it says. Ad-free music, download uh, music, listen offline, play in the background, all that kind of stuff. Great, fantastic. That might be their thing, but now they're competing against Spotify, Apple Music, um, go on down the list, right? Amazon music, um, Pandora, 23 bucks a month. Ugh, that's more than Spotify and Spotify crushes the experience there. Yeah. I don't think anyone's no. going to buy that for YouTube music. I suspect YouTube music will go the way of the Google graveyard at some point in time. Sure. 
Yeah, I just um, don't see it. I don't see why YouTube Premium. Yeah, I mean, PIP, oh. as you are coining it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, is first off that was that's not that's not even a feature that you had to pay for on android um so i know i know we we talked about this a while um, back yeah because i was so frustrated but by it i actually don't even Dude, like i might it. pay um, for it just to be able to screenshot um youtube tv <laughs> like i'm i already pay for youtube tv but i might pay for youtube premium if they would just let me screenshot youtube tv <laughs> i paid 23 bucks a month Ugh. hold on you can't screenshot no. YouTube TV? Nope. It'll black uh, it out. Well, the only way you could do it, dude, is if you're watching YouTube TV on your mobile and you navigate somewhere else and then it's PIP and then you screenshot and you can get it. You can get the tiny little photo. They haven't figured that out yet. I want to I want to try this right now just for curiosity because okay. I've never tried. I've never tried to screenshot it. So we're going to we're going to start up the YouTube TV app. Here comes the screenshot. Yep. What do we got? TV. What you'll get a black screen. What do we screen. got here? Um, you're right. Black screen. Yep. Yep. Um, Even on desktop. If you try to I, uh, if you try to screen grab on desktop, you'll get a black screen. Never never seen that before. That's that is yeah. interesting. Um, anyway, I don't I don't actually um, don't understand like PIP. Um, pip, <laughs> as I would also prefer to say it. You said it. I'm probably never going to let it go if I'm completely honest about it. Uh, but I uh, I just don't I don't like my screen kind of being managed that way and moving things around. So I just I don't uh, like it either. But that's how I, I play also, it in the background. Does it, if I just want does to it continue? To it. Does it continue playing with your screen off in in Pip? Ooh, I don't know. Because that's the only thing I needed no. to do. I, there's no way. Yeah, it would. there's but it will if there's I no. If I'm looking at my screens, my the screen of my phone, then there's nothing that I'm going to be needing youtube for other than either yeah well i mean just watching the video if i'm listening to whatever that thing is my screen phone or my screen is off on my phone yeah let me try so it. all right so i got a youtube video playing i'm gonna go pip this is live research on the pod this is a new level okay now i'm gonna lock my screen yeah nope it died yeah so that's that's the thing that i because i you know even even like for instance when i'm telling you about these uh motivational things I'm listening to while I'm working out, I'm listening to them on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Which, which is both a video and an audio experience. You can choose one or the other. I, I barely, very rarely use the the video for it, but I use the audio all the time, but I have never even once used YouTube music on a singular yeah. time. And, and to me, that's the value of the 23 bucks a month. That to me is insane. Or dude, 29 99 a month in the app store. <laughs> what? <laughs> If you buy the subscription through the Apple App Store, you pay thirty bucks a month, not twenty three. Oh my well, god! You gotta get that. You gotta, you gotta get that. 30%. You gotta get that thirty percent, bro. Yeah. What? <laughs> can you well, imagine I, that? I, Who is you doing know, I that? Honestly, Who's paying and I don't know. A month I, the App I'm Store? sure we can look it up, but I, it doesn't seem like there's that many people who oh. really are paying for that. But I, I will say that if let's just pretend for a moment that YouTube is like 90 plus percent of your video viewing, which sure that seems insane to me, but I actually believe for a significant portion of a younger generation, that yeah, is actually is. true. Unless um, you're like, if you're not counting TikTok or uh, Instagram or something like that. Right? Yeah. Okay. Long form videos, even though, by the way, sure. YouTube even though YouTube is videos. pushing you towards short term. 
Yeah. Um, so long, long form, form videos. <laughs> Um, yeah, short, short term videos. These things are going to go away. Watch them now. Um, we should do that actually. Um, that sounds like a longer form version of, of what is it? Listen to the podcast. We might delete later. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, anyways, I think that for that particular piece, like for someone who that's where they do so much of that, it is, it is certainly worthwhile because what TV services, whatever, even $30 a month, we'll use the highest price one. Um, you know, if that's what you're using all of your time on, which, you know, if you only use it occasionally, use the ads like that model is is there for you. What I will tell yeah. you is, is usually whenever I'm using. So time for me is by far the most valuable commodity that I think about, period. It just is. Yeah, for and sure. So whenever I, I, I agree, uh, I don't know if everyone else does because they're in different life situations and I want to respect that. But for me, when I'm getting on YouTube, the biggest value premium has for me is that if I watch, say, five videos of maybe I'm looking for AGT stuff. I love looking at you know singers or something. And usually I'll do this like while my wife is she's in the shower and I'm waiting for her to get out before we're going to watch a show or whatever it is. That's when I'm jumping on YouTube and running through these videos there back before I had, you know, the YouTube premium service, I, I would get so frustrated going through because I'm trying to watch whatever it is, 10 minutes of things. And ultimately I would end up with, I don't know, four minutes of, of watching ads on, on YouTube in that, in that short amount of time. And so it yeah. ended up being a, a you know, a, a use of my time that I couldn't get. And that was my function of YouTube. I enjoyed using it for that time frame. Um, and that was, that was kind of something I want to do. And it's something that's important to me because as you know, when you have young kids and you work jobs, like we do, time is hard to come by. And so mm-hmm. that is something that is very valuable to me is just saving that time. That, that same value proposition isn't going to exist for most people. It damn sure isn't going to exist for like a 19 year old or, or even maybe someone just out of college more often sure. than not. It doesn't have yeah. a family, whatever it is. It doesn't have as much disposable income just because point in time in their life. It, I can understand why they would, you know, not value YouTube premium in that particular case, even if YouTube was the primary way they consume content. I could see that being the case, but you can't also complain about ads. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's well, not something that I think that you can do. And my brain is trying to reconcile. So realizing the fact that it's thirty bucks a month in the app store. Yeah. Sure. Just nutty. I'm trying to compare that against when YouTube TV first came out and it was $39.99 a month. So I'm trying to compare the experience of when YouTube TV. It was 40 bucks? Yeah, it was 40 bucks a month. Wow. Now it's 70. Yeah. Yeah, I pay. So, I pay like but I'm trying to compare the experience of paying 40 bucks a month to get access to the content on YouTube TV that also includes mm-hmm. ads versus the $30 a month to pay for not experiencing the ads on YouTube. And then it almost makes sense because you already have access to the content. It's different content. It's maybe not as in demand, although you can, you can argue that by just throwing out a few names like Mr. Beast, right? Or oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, or nice dad or whatever. Um, I don't know. Then it starts to make more sense because then I'm just paying for, it's like the Netflix experience of 
um, you know, if you have ads, choosing what you want to watch HBO. when you want. Yeah, to. That yeah, that kind exactly. of stuff. Yeah. So maybe that I mean, honestly, if you're not a sports fan, so let's just say let's use let's use this podcast. You and I, huge sports fans, especially right. college sports fans, right? Which is the only reason I have YouTube TV. The only exactly reason. same. Tyler is is not. And right. so I have YouTube TV. I have NBA League Pass associated with it that adds $15 a month. I have the 4K package that also allows you to stream on as many devices in your house as you want, which is actually, even though I do like and appreciate 4K, I will tell you there's not enough content in 4K to, to make it worth it. But the streaming mm. devices on the TVs does for me. Um, yeah. So I do use it on that and I watch 4K whenever I can. So I have those packages, but then I also have Bally Sports Plus because that's now an option for local sports for Mavs, Stars, Rangers, and that's twenty bucks a month. So really, my mine is like eighty five, hundred and five. It's one hundred and twenty five dollars for me to get the sports streaming that I sure. need, and that's the only thing similar to you that I use live TV for. Literally, I use it for nothing else. Yeah, but like, well, let me ask and make sure. And any of y'all that are paying for YouTube TV, are you? Uh, the, my question goes to you, Russ, and to everyone. Are you sharing your mm -hmm. subscription? Because that is one thing that made this a no-brainer in the early days. It was forty bucks a month. Like they just Google straight murdered cable television by saying, "Here, it's all here. Watch it anytime you want. Just select the shows. We'll record them. You have access to them anywhere." Oh, and you can share it with up to five people. I shut off my cable and five other household cable. Like they want you to do that, right? So I'm curious if you do that. Um, do you share I it with family members not or anything? On purpose. Um, we have oh. logged into uh, YouTube TV at my parents' house because it's funny. There was a, a, well, it's a different account. Game. It's not like. It's not like they log in and watch a show and then when you I, log in, no, no, it shows it of, as watched. Of my, they have their own no. experience. Okay, so if we're talking about that, the answer is no. No one is logged into my Google account is only my account. I don't have any. No, no, no. It's not your you. Google account. No, no, no. It's not. I, so what happens I is am, you go to, yeah, you go to YouTube TV. I, it's like family sharing and you correct. can name and they people. They attach their, yeah, they take their own profile their Google account. within the yep. account. It is a profile. There is only one profile in any of my accounts, and it is mine. There's none. Okay. Even in my house, there's one profile. And so, no, I don't I don't share that way. There is a situation with my mom for my Google account that is logged into her TVs because there was a I, – I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is real. The Thanksgiving Cowboys game was blacked out. Like, think about that for a moment. Sure. Like I, we couldn't Insane. watch the Cowboys game in Dallas because it was blacked out. And so I happened to be like, well, I wonder if this would work on YouTube TV. So I actually subscribed to YouTube TV to see if it would. It did. It wasn't blacked out for YouTube TV at the time. I guess they weren't quite as strict on geolocation. And that is the first time I got YouTube TV and I've had it ever since. So that actually has been logged in at my parents and they still occasionally use it just because they liked the experience. Um, but I did tell them because every single day without fail, every single day, I would run into too many devices logged on for something that I was watching mm, because I never yeah. have 
yep. something. So that's just a problem. TV. Yeah. That's what so I was that was say. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the only challenge because it's their own account, it's their own experiences, their own interface. Whatever shows they save or highlight or whatever, you never see that. There's no cross pollination, but it will limit you on the amount of devices. And I wondered if, like, maybe you were talking about the 4K thing, maybe that gets around so, some of that. So but that it has helps. a three device limit. Yeah. So there's a three device limit. Um, once so once you so in in my house, I can log on to any TV in the house and let's just say we're logged on to all seven of my TVs and yes. that, that counts as one device functionally. And then if my lo- my mom logs in, she logs in on one TV. There's, there's my, my family just doesn't, we're not a one TV family. Like if you go to my mom's house, you're going to sitting, <laughs> yeah, if you're sitting in my mom's kitchen, you're going to have three TVs within your purview at any, yeah. at any direction you look. And so, She's going to do the same thing I do. If she's using YouTube TV, she is going to log in on every TV that is within a distance that you can see one and log it. So that makes sense. Every single day I was running into an issue of, you know, device, not, you know, device limit reach, even though I had the 4k unlimited device thing, it's helped a little bit, but I did have to tell my mom, I was like, mom, y'all have a lot more money than I do. Please get your own YouTube TV. (laughs) Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just haven't run into the this. issue. So yeah, and that, so yeah. that that yeah. that's one that's the only time that it's worked that way. And then a buddy of mine, he he said because I told him about the Bally Sports app, which by the way is terrible. Um, and he it goes, "I'm going to need that for Mavs games." And I was like, "Sure, go ahead, whatever, take it." But I would never take someone else's. Is this like the Bally Total Fitness, like the holding company from the 80s? I don't know if they own that as well, it's but Valley Sports bought Fox Sports Southwest, and they do all of the regional coverage for like Mavs, Rangers, and Stars. They're the only way to watch non-nationally televised games, which, by the way, yeah. included a playoff game two years ago. Um, wow. Game five, I must say. I wasn't able to. I was so mad. And the only yeah. way you could get it with was, was with DirecTV. So now they've released an app you know, so they they have an app now that you can get on Fire TV, a Bally app, and Dude, play. Makes me nuts. It's called Bally Sports Plus because you have to put a plus in everything these days for some Jeez. reason. You know, we we <laughs> it's making the technology people look bad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, we got to do better <laughs> with our naming. Uh, v Sphere Plus, V Sand Plus, Disney yeah. Plus, Hulu so, Plus Plus Plus. N- now I have, you know, like I said, YouTube TV plus the 4K thing. I have the Sports Plus package. Not a joke. That's real. Um, and then I have uh, the NBA League Pass added on there. Of course, these are optional things and not necessarily the things I choose to do. Um, right. Sports Plus gives me Red Zone. NBA League Pass gives me out of, you know, out of um, market games, yada, yada, yada. But then I have Bally Sports, so I can actually watch my in-market games whenever they're not nationally televised. Uh, and then I have ESPN Plus, which is for some mostly college-related things. However, I will tell you, it's a terrible app too, but it's a sneaker for like good value because that's like five bucks a month. And sure. not only do you get some of the sports, like like maybe, you know, candidly, OU's not that good this year. Tech doesn't have nearly the market draw that OU does. So there's a very real possibility that we could have had a game between my school and your school that didn't draw enough national attention for them to put it on like ESPN. I doubt that'll happen, but let's just say it did. 
every game in the Big 12 is televised on ESPN Plus if it's not on a national broadcast. Mm. So, and especially for basketball season, that's super common because they can't televise all the basketball games. So I have ESPN Plus so that I can watch basically every tech sporting event regardless of of what network it's on. So between all of those this, things, though. I can get all yeah. of them. But it takes okay. a lot, and it's pretty expensive. I mean, that's like 130 bucks a month, you know, for all that stuff. Yeah. But ESPN Plus, in addition to those things, has turned out to have some pretty cool content. Like they have some stuff with the Manning brothers. Um, I think Megan Rapino, soccer player, does one for soccer, and they do they do some actually pretty cool little shows. So that's actually been a sleeper hit for me for for five bucks a month. Nice. Yeah. Um, you probably noticed that uh, Amazon signed an 11 year NFL deal. For I don't know if it's just, I think it's uh, just Thursday see, exclusive right? Thursday night football games. I remember the first, <laughs> the first one I, I learned about this through a meme that was like it just saw it on Twitter. It said like uh, it's like somebody like squinting and frustrated, and it said Boomer is trying to find the Thursday night football game because you had to go to Am- <laughs> you had to log into Amazon Prime to the Prime Video to then be able to watch the 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 game. But so what, what are your thoughts on that on Amazon getting into? Uh, TV Man, specifically that, around NFL, a, a and NFL is always, always a big draw. Now I have, you know, I have Amazon Prime, like you know, apparently most people do. Um, but I, I also use Fire TV devices on all of my TVs, so there's no, like, so I'm so lucky in that if I want to watch the um, Thursday night football game, I just turn on my TV and then I click again. Like literally it's power on and then I click the you know select button on the remote because it's already sitting there in the sure. banner waiting it's for like you. It's like you want to watch this. Yeah. yeah. And so that's actually for me, it's been very convenient. The experience has been fine. You know, the picture quality's been okay. I haven't had any issues with like, you know, it it buffering or it's it's all worked fine. So as far as that goes, it's fine. But I did think about that for my dad. You know, I was like, now my dad has a fire TV, but it's not his primary source of watching television. My dad uses direct TV, you know, satellite as he's had, has had for 25 years at this point. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, if anyone wants to watch these Thursday games, I don't know what their priority is for your average fan. So maybe it's only if your team's playing. But I, I sort of thought of it as a problem um, in some respects, just because that's the NFL acquiescing that night for a lot of people that maybe wouldn't be able to access it. I think that meme is real. I do think there's a lot of people that would struggle with that because most people probably consume a lot of internet TV, not on an actual TV still. At least I know in my family for the older crowd, let's say at this point, it's all 60 plus. Um, it, they they aren't using internet TV nearly as much. And maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe that's not the market the NFL cares about. But I, I felt bad for people that didn't that weren't going to have the experience that I did, um, that wanted to watch, you know, just normal NFL fans. They're going to watch football regardless of the team that's on. And they had this change to them, which has probably been, you know, Thursday night football has been around for a while. So I felt bad for them. But overall, the service is fine. So... If you're a Prime member and you have internet on your TV, probably not a big deal, but it is a lot more hoops to jump through than it used to be to watch Thursday Night yeah. Football. Uh, so do you want to uh, guess how much Amazon is paying to broadcast each of those Thursday Night Football games? Each of them? Mm-hmm, for the rest. Um, so like per game? 
Yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, I'm going to say 30 million, $67 million. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yup. That is, um, with this, roughly, this is where you get into this roughly 12 to 15 million viewers per game. Yeah. So that's a loss leading adventure for them. <laughs> right. 67. I mean, paying $67 million to show 12 million people something. Right. And yeah. Then they work a deal with advertisers to advertise to those 12 million captive people. The absolute insane thing to me, though, is every time we talk about these types of numbers and then you come back to somebody like a Mr. Beast or a Casey Neistat, right? Or an MKBHD, tens or 20 or 50 million views for a video that they put out. Yeah. Now, their reach is unbelievable. Have we talked about Mr. Beast before on this? I have because I mentioned all the time. How big of a deal he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, 106 boy. million subscribers um, on YouTube. He's actually apparently big enough of a deal in order to uh, operate. We, we mentioned this other podcast, the um, what's it called? The what's that one with the, the rich people who talk to each other, all and yell at each other, kind of like we do all, all in. in. Yeah. They just hit so, 100 episodes. Chumps. They did. They just did a, hit a hundred episodes. But they're um, billionaires, definitely. and so I guess people they're want to billionaires. Listen to them more. They, they do. People want to listen to them more for sure. Their um, comments. They also aren't have any, extremely any... controversial <laughs> takes sometimes. Sure. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know. They're Maybe fun for me. Listen. I like. I don't them. Know. It's a good crew. Yeah. But anyways, you know, they hang out with other rich people and do cool things, right? Like they have boats. Yeah. Boats are cool. Well, apparently, Mr. Beast is someone who's like in this crowd. They've hung out with them. And and I will tell you that all four of these individuals on All In are incredibly intelligent. At least that's the way they appear to me based off of the content that I've experienced from them. And they will sit there and they will tell you they've sat down with Mr. Beast and they're incredibly impressed by his business acumen, his overall intelligence. Like they have severe and immense respect for this oh, person. Yeah. Who has who's been incredibly successful and master they, of his craft, dude. He's a, he's a Kobe craft. Bryant of YouTube. Like literally, yeah. if you listen to him in interviews, talk about the grind that he puts in. The Kobe Bryant of YouTube, it, Mr. Beast. and that's that's the wild thing is like these guys have gone out and just created, you know, um, one of the you know tech like super nerdy reviewers. I'm forgetting his name for some reason right now. Like he just bought like a hundred thousand square foot facility to build his videos in. Like these are massive productions that are going on and in creating content. And that's why a lot of people, you know, are consuming a lot of their time on this service now yeah. uh, at this point in time. But these are real creators. Like it's not just junk content on YouTube anymore. And that's why I think it in in some respects makes it worth paying for. Yeah. Uh, in in my opinion. But I just think that they've they, you know, some of these guys, their reach is wild. And I guess the only thing comparable <laughs> is professional sports. Because I don't right. think you get that same reach on your average TV show like Friends used to, right? The, the way right. you get that reach is with whatever, Game of Thrones, which is a paid service. So what are you to do if you want to go expand into media? You got to go make some broad, you know, what's the last remaining thing that the average person knows about and watches? I don't think Mr. Beast is that, even though YouTube is that. Most people watch YouTube. Not everyone knows about Mr. Beast. 
but everyone watches football in this country like in general sure. that that's sort of a rule that's, at some that's point just in time this country, you right? watch football. and that's the thing where yeah. yeah and that's the thing where mr beast crushes it because it's a global audience and then he translates all his videos into you know third like the 30 most spoken languages around the globe like he's just the grind is insane it's incredible absolutely incredible yeah it is it is pretty crazy but if you look at so what is what is nfl viewership um it averages a hundred million people, right? Something along those lines. Um, well, so for, per, per game, for like, Bowl? let's see last year. For oh, for the Super Bowl. That, I mean, that's different, but yeah, per game, it's usually like around 15 million people watching. Yeah. That's pretty, it, it's amazing. If you look at that, it, you know, cause Mr. Beast is averaging 54 million views, 44 sure, on every video, 75, he puts 84. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his biggest, his biggest video that I see here is about 300 million, um, yeah. 294. Uh, which, which is, is the is... entirety of the U.S. population. But if you look at the average viewership of an NFL game, it's about 5% of the U.S. population. Yeah, it's also dramatically more valuable than any other sporting thing, though. Like, And I but say yeah, this you're also with capturing extreme confidence. For four hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, because I've, we, I don't know if we've talked about this before. And I don't know that there's a technology angle to it, but I think from the financial side, it'll be valuable for people. The I looked at the revenues of the top grossing teams in uh, international soccer. I'll just say it that way, right? What what a lot of the world calls football. And the top teams were between like four and six hundred million dollars. And these are like massive organizations that have revenue in a year, like okay. revenue in a fiscal yeah, sure. year. Call it half a bill, right? Sure. Um, they have fan bases that are worldwide. It's the largest sport in the world. They've got three billion fans in some cases. Like, I mean, it's wild how big the the reach is of these people, and they do half the revenue of the Dallas Cowboys. Right. That's anyway. what I was going to say. You you went to it. Cowboys are number one in the globe. Yeah. I mean, and that's the the crazy difference in the NFL piece because candidly, outside of buying that's the rights point. for like the World Cup, that's a good point. You, you you know, Amazon wouldn't pay what they're paying for, you know, getting whatever Real Madrid or whatever it is. Yeah. They just wouldn't because it's not yeah. there. Even though it has when you don't way, even get way to, more people. Yeah, you don't even get to so Real Madrid, which you mentioned, is the first non US based sports team that shows up on the list of of uh, top valued sports teams, they're at number thirteen. Oh wow! So, yeah, and then Barcelona's yeah, number fifteen. What's even crazier, if you dig into this even more, for anyone who's interested out there, I know we have an international audience. Um, go dig into the health of their finances, and they're bad, like really bad. What? Like Real Madrid really? will have an unbelievable amount of debt, and it this is this is not not necessarily to do with the fact that you know they. Don't generate. But they're still worth five point one billion as a as a company, as as an organization, and they probably they they might have over a billion dollars in debt too. Sure. Um, Yeah. Which which by the way is is those that debt is is a serviceable serviceable asset. We don't have to go into that. Anyways, the the interesting part of that is the reason for. Do you remember the European Super League that was shot down by all of the fans? Um maybe two, three years ago, like they were going to mm-hmm. basically take the biggest, baddest, you know, teams and put them all into one league 
uh, you know, whatever it is, they're going to try and create the, the SEC of, of soccer or whatever. Like sure. that was their plan really to try and emulate more of what the NFL does with the way they run their league. Because here's the crazy thing. You have all these massive brands that they buy and sell players for their business. I have a friend who who, who works for FC Dallas. He told me they get money from sponsorships and ticket sales, obviously, but primarily it is develop a player that's really good and sell him for like $50 million to, to a European team. And so that's what they do because they're not all in the same league. They don't make trades. They buy and sell players even in the European leagues. And so they have to get all of this funding to physically go finance buying players. And that's why they end up in a crazy amount of debt. Whereas whenever the Cowboys make a trade for, you know, whoever, the liability they get is the contract amount relative to the cap. And so it's just a very different market where they they wanted to create a more financially feasible league in the Super League. And it got shot down because, you know, soccer has whatever, 2000 years of history to go, you know, that it's that you're, you're, you're working against. But after I dug into that, I realized why the owners of these teams wanted to make that league, because they're like, why in the world are NFL teams more valuable and making more money than us when we literally have the world at our disposal? Um, and that, that's the crazy part to me that I've noticed in, in those leagues in general and, and sort of that content. And that's what makes this so valuable for Amazon. That's why they can go pay. What'd you say? 66 million per. Yeah, they paid a billion dollars for the rights for the year. And there's about 15, uh, Thursday night football games. So just a billion divided by 15. And Thursday night football games in general are like, that's the lowest tier of prime time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you get primetime game, you get a primetime slot on Thursday, but it's like you, the likelihood of ever if having this, so the Cowboys and the Buccaneers played on Sunday night football to open the season, sure. that game, you know, assuming the Bucks Everyone have a won, Tom yeah. Brady figure that right. will never be a Thursday night game. Right. Ever. Yeah. It just well, won't. And, yeah, and the other broadcasters that were picking up those deals were paying anywhere from two to three billion, um, you know, for those slots yeah. for the for the year. So that's wild. Uh, we should Absolutely shut this wild. down, but I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz you one more thing before we Let's uh, do it. Before we, so Dallas Cowboys number one, world's fifty most valuable teams, 2022. Yep, uh, coming in at eight billy. Eight billy. Uh, they were purchased in 1989 by Jerry Jones. Which I don't know why, but every time like they cut to him in the game, just like sitting up in the box looking down at the team, I just like feel icky. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> it's like um uh, uh, what's his name in um Gladiator. Anyway, whatever. Um mm-hmm. how much do you want to guess Jerry Jones paid for him in nineteen eighty nine? Oh, I think I I think I know this answer. I, at least I think I'm close to it. Um, I want to say 180 million. Oh, very close. Yeah. 150 million. Oh man. Yeah. I was, I, I should have listened to my third grade teacher, man. I, 150 came to mind. Yeah. But then I, but then 180 came to mind. It was actually 189 that came to mind. And I was like, I'm gonna lower that to 180. 150. Um, That's quite the return. Commodus. Yeah. He, Commodus is the guy. Sorry. 
He makes me feel like uh, you know, it, Marcus not, not, for any, son. not for any plugs here, but um, just fun fact. Um, Ty Lee, our owner, bought SHI in 1989. There you go. For $1 million. What? And Are you guys we worth $8 billion now? Fourteen billion this year is our expected to. You know, I don't know. I don't know where we are. How close we are to that? We're expecting we'll be a little over fourteen. We did a little over. We did like twelve point three last year, um, in revenue. So hey, pretty wild. There you go. Um, I, That's I awesome. always look at that return on investment as as one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, um, incredible. Like good for her. You know, she nailed it. Um, million bucks in nineteen eighty nine to whatever it is now, somewhere between twelve and and fifteen. That that much I can say confidently. So well, I hope this was entertaining for y'all. Uh, we just kind of this was maybe atypical. I don't know, but again, I'll let me reiterate before you shut it down. If you listen to the show, hit me up on DM. I'm just super curious. I have no idea who it is. No idea who listens to the show. DM me wherever you can find me. All right, yours truly. Have a great or, weekend. Or join us in Telegram. Um, yes, that's always good. Um, because there's a lot of tech talk that goes on in Telegram. Like the fact, by the way, that we didn't bring up today, but everyone. Everyone in our Telegram group is severely disappointed by the, the Apple I guess iPad. You could say Apple's <laughs> announcement. I mean, they it's like they yeah. canceled the event um, <laughs> after having that iPhone event that was just like crazy well produced. They just like canceled the iPad event. And now you know why, because it's just like the worst jumbled announcement and product sure. release ever. And I think there was Perfect. like half the people in that group were about to buy a new iPad. And I don't know if any of them are doing it now. Myself no. included, by the way. Yeah. The Venn diagram that Daniel shared was hilarious. <laughs> Showing yeah. the overlap so, of the features across like the fifth all the way up to the latest gen um, iPad. Uh, it's just crazy. It's, I don't know what's going on over there at Apple with your iPads because y'all seem drunk. All right. Yeah. Come join us. T.me slash tech breakfast. Again, just type it in your browser. T, the letter T dot me like t for telegram dot me slash tech breakfast and it'll pop up it'll say hey it doesn't look like you have telegram or hey you have telegram do you want to open the channel uh just click yes to either of those and then come join us in there and just uh catch the catch all the tech news we talk about every single day and come join the conversation we'd love to have you on the show too yeah absolutely so there it is that's what you got to do get some of the good behind the scenes action uh yep. some days are quiet There's some days are loud you know Join as much as you want to or as little. But that'll do it for another episode of Tech Breakfast Podcast. Until next time, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Please share the show. Tell your friends. Please give us feedback. Apparently, um, Bewley is looking for somewhere between two and 300 DMs. So <laughs> go ahead and, go I just ahead want and to send talk those to y'all. DMs. Slide I don't know who it is. So you can talk to him. He's so curious. <laughs> is it, is it people uh, I, I want to know more. Is it random people? Like the the stats in yeah, in uh, Anchor make it look like it's just random people around the globe, but I don't know. It probably is, but we I need to know more about European football, about tech litigation law. We need experts from the mm -hmm. crew. So if you know any of those, please bring them to our attention so we can uh, so we can quiz the experts on on some of these topics. But uh, until we get to there, we'll catch y'all next time. Thanks for listening. And uh, I don't know. I don't have a good last word for you. It's Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you all later. Peace. Peace.